Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 17th of June. Australia's energy crisis will be top of the agenda as Anthony Albanese holds his first National Cabinet meeting today as Prime Minister. Overnight, Mr Albanese held a dinner with state and territory leaders in Canberra, even posting a pic on his socials. Hospital funding and the ongoing health crisis will also be discussed with a push to overhaul the current system. As millions of residents are again urged to conserve power, with authorities warning about blackouts as supply issues continue. Dr Lee White from ANU says this all could have been avoided. This is a crisis we wouldn't be facing if we'd done more investment earlier in areas that there's really been a lot of push from a lot of quarters to invest in these things like renewables, like storage, like better transmission. Meantime, the Prime Minister has been invited to Ukraine's capital city, Kyiv, as the Russian invasion continues. Ukraine's ambassador to Australia has invited the PM on behalf of President Vladimir Zelensky. The leaders of France, Germany and Italy have all arrived in the city overnight to show their support for Ukraine. The new Foreign Affairs Minister will visit the Solomon Islands today, Penny Wong's third trip to the Pacific since taking the top job. On the agenda, climate change and the controversial security pact between the island nation and China signed back when the Morrison government was in office. Former High Commissioner to the Solomon Islands, James Batley, says there has been a refresh in government and a change of tone. Penny Wong's been saying on her other visits that she's there to listen to the concerns of Pacific Island countries. I think that's gone down very well. That said, I think the fundamental problem represented by this Chinese security agreement remains and and will be a problem in the bilateral relationship. Tragic news out of South Australia with the death of a toddler who tested positive for COVID. South Australian Chief Health Officer Professor Nicola Spurrier says the child who was under the age of five had previously been well, suffering only mild respiratory symptoms. That is a rare occurrence. We had a look at our data and it is the third death of a child under five in our state. And from midnight, masks will no longer be required inside many Australian airports. Under the latest national health advice, masks will only be required when on a flight, unless eating or drinking. Brisbane Airport Stephen Beckett says it's great news for many travellers. For anyone who works at our airports, so cafe staff, security check-in staff, our cleaners, they all have been wearing masks for almost years now. And wearing a mask for 8 to 12 hours a day can be quite challenging. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We begin in Queensland with the state's Attorney-General deciding to formally appeal the sentence handed to a teenage driver responsible for last year's tragic Australia Day crash that killed a young couple and their unborn baby. It follows an outpouring of emotion from the Queensland public and the victims' families who branded the sentence manifestly inadequate. Our reporter Amy Drew has the details from Brisbane. Yeah, Tash, last week the teen driver who was 17 at the time of the crash was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the deaths of Matt Field and his pregnant partner Kate Ledbetter but was to be released on parole after serving six years. In response, Matt's parents Russell and Anfield launched a parliamentary petition to protest the sentence that has since gained more than 47,000 signatures. 
In a statement, the Fields have welcomed the decision from the Attorney-General, saying it's not a political issue, but a moral issue. And while the appeal is a good start, there is still a long way to go to change the laws so that other families don't have to go through what they have. To WA now, where investigations are underway into a riot at a regional detention centre that ended in the death of an inmate. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the latest from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Police, fire and emergency crews were called to the Yonker Hill Immigration Detention Centre in Northam in Perth's East in the early hours of yesterday morning after a disturbance broke out. It's understood a fire was lit inside one of the accommodation units with masked officers storming the premises. A 32-year-old was received serious injuries while inside the compound, with reports suggesting he was stabbed. He later died in hospital. Investigations are ongoing into exactly what happened, with further details expected to be released later today. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, Editor-at-Large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. After what happened in the US yesterday with a rise in official interest rates, our markets are now factoring in a rise in interest rates here very shortly. But there is some good news. Our jobs market is booming. Yeah, you've nailed it, Tash, because it is a bit of a good news. And I've got to say bad news in the sense these job numbers were good, yes. The unemployment rate may have stayed at 3.9%, but a further 61,000 jobs were added and even the participation rate was up, which means more people were looking for jobs, yet we managed to maintain that 3.9% number. So that's good. But as you know, when you get to such a tight labour market, there is that wage growth problem. And this is what all central banks are you know, trying to do to try and to push down this inflation. And if we do have wage growth out of this, it's probably something the RBA will be looking at. As you pointed out, uh, the Fed increases by 0.75. And we know that they've actually said, hey, there's room to actually do this again and the same magnitude. And they're quite happy to go into negative territory. The risk is how far into negative territory can we go? How deep in recession? Uh, and I guess what the market now is factoring in is that our um, uh, Fed, our, our RBA, will increase rates by uh, 50 basis points. That's a 0.5% uh, when they meet in the next couple of uh, weeks. It's just under three weeks. This would increase the cash rate ca- um, cash to 1.35%. Remember, it was only 0.1% not long ago in mm. April. So if you've got a half a million dollar mortgage, what you've seen just over these three months is an increase of $330. Um, Good news is, and and I do say this all the time, there are some good rates out there. You can still pick one up under 2%, just under 2%. And if you're looking for certainty, two years is at 3.19, which is what the average variable rate is at the moment. And uh, if you're talking about rising interest rates and, of course, uh, the housing market, the rental crisis is a real issue for millions of Australians right now and it's putting the focus back on sharing platforms. But I love this. You can walk the dog or clean the bathroom and you could live rent-free. Surely this isn't true. It is. It is. Look, some of the best ideas come out of some of the most terrible situations. <laughs> um, I, look, I, this is definitely not going to solve the rental crisis. So, so I don't want to take anything away from that. And, and we know SQM data that came out uh, th- this week did show just how dire straits rental is. And we talk a lot about mortgages. Uh, those renting are also seeing huge increases in their payments. But this one platform um, called the Room Exchange actually has come up for a solution. It's in a beta phase at the moment. It, it's not new, but it, it's kind of gaining momentum now because of the, the, the hike in, in rental. What it does is that it connects guests 
to those with a spare room in exchange to help around the house. And there is an option to rent or rent offset, which I think is really unique. So they have a little calculator online and this rent offset gives the household the option to offset part of the rent by requesting help around the house. So it's above and you know, it's above and beyond what you'd normally do as a housemate. So if you think, hey, I can cook, I can clean, I can walk the dog, I can mind your kids, I can pick them up, whatever the case may be, you type all that in, it offsets what the rent would be and that's what you actually pay. Um, thought it was pretty nifty uh, and at the moment there is no fee to register. Can we charge the teenagers for rent? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm trying to offset some of this stuff with my partner as well. Indeed. You have a beautiful weekend. Thanks, Effie. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Many happy Tigers fans this morning after they stormed into the top eight overnight after a win over the Blues. Yeah, big win last night by 15 points at the MCG, turning the tables on that uh, round one result. So certainly back in town, the Tigers, without Dustin Martin, who should be back next week. They led by 27 points at one stage. Then the Blues surged in the last quarter. Harry Mackay kicked three goals in a row. Jack Nunes thought he had brought the Blues back within three points, but his goal was overturned. Here is their coach, Michael Voss, on that controversial incident. If we're going to make decisions like that in games, you'd hope it's definitive. Didn't look at from where I was, but I don't watch the ten different angles of it. So I've got one and looked at it, and if it was touched. Then, um, then we move on. Now, while Damien Hardwick, the Tigers' coach, is pleased with that result, there was another controversial moment. This time involving his young forward Shay Bolton, who taunted Sam Doherty a couple of times, uh, running into an open goal, showed him the ball before slamming it through. And Dimmer is not a fan. Oh, he's made a mistake. It's not us. You know, it's not what we're about. And he'll be regretful, no question. He'll be accountable and responsible for it. It's certainly not part of who he is and part of what we are. So we're, we're disappointed. Injury concerns for both sides. Noah Bolter for the Tigers going down with yet another hamstring injury. Jack Martin coming off for the Blues with a tight calf. Their debutant Sam Durden will have his knee assessed as well. And Brett in the NRL, a stunning first half blitz set up by the Dragons win over South Sydney last night. Yeah, this was amazing from the Dragons. Turning back the clock, 32-0 at halftime, just tore the Bunnies' defence to shreds. Uh, Ben Hunt has been a strong performer all season, but he found some help. Zach Lomax certainly showed that he's got a bit of uh, promise. He's a malign player for St George. The milestone man, Andrew McCulloch, in his 300th game also played really well. Coach Anthony Griffin admits it blew him away too. Surprise with the scoreline in the NRL, you don't ever expect to lead 32 nil at half time. But you could feel it all week the way we prepared, and you know, we we're really disappointed with the way we played last week against the Cowboys. Lachlan Ilias had a night to forget for South. He dropped the kickoff, was then hooked in the 51st minute. His coach, Jason Dimitri, still believes he has a bright future. I don't think he's the first bloke who's had a bad day at the office. He wasn't on his own, and he's got great resilience. He's got good temperament. He'll, he'll learn from it, no doubt. Double header tonight. No Adam Reynolds for the Broncos as they face a daunting road trip in Melbourne against the Storm, while the Cowboys' hot form will be tested by the Sea Eagles. And Brett, plenty of action also in golf and cricket overnight. Yeah, let's start with the golf. The US Open is uh, live underway in Massachusetts. Uh, Adam Scott, the best of the Aussies in the first round. He's in the clubhouse at one under par, two shots behind the lead. And uh, over in Sri Lanka, we had the second one-day international uh, overnight. And Sri Lanka has now levelled that series, beating the Aussies by 26 runs. Our batters did not perform well at all. Set a revised target of just 216 in 43 overs. We could not get the job done. David Warner top scored with a modest 37. Brett, thank you.
Thank you, Tash. There have been dramatic scenes as US actor Tom Hanks leapt to his wife's defence confronting an aggressive fan who bumped into her on a New York street. The Oscar winner and his wife Rita were trying to walk to their car when a group of people got too close trying to take photos. Back the f*** off! What are y'all doing? Knock it over my wife! Yeah, they're bugging. Sorry, Tom. That audio thanks to TMZ. Mr Hanks has recently returned to the US after a trip to Australia for the premiere of Baz Luhrmann's new movie, Elvis. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Listener.